You're listening to the Plane Talking UK podcast, the UK-based podcast written by a passenger for anyone. And here are your hosts, Carlos Stebbings, Matt Smith and Neville Bounds. Well, hello and welcome to episode number 226, the Farnborough 2018 live show. I'm Carl Stebbings and joining me here live in the media centre at Farnborough is, uh, as always, my co-host, Matt Smith. Oh, I knew you were going to do that. I can't talk. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I've got a delay and I'm not used to having a delay. When I'm wearing the headphones and I try and talk, my brain literally, like, melts. It can't can't handle it. Anyway, hello, Carlos. Yes, I'm very well, thank you. I'm living life's eternal dream. Yes, you look rather rosy. Is that from yesterday? Uh, That might have been a sort of more mild sunstroke and and, and burning. Yeah, yeah, I've been out in the sun quite a lot, to be fair. Yeah, I lower down in a darkened room. The minute I get home, I'm so upset with you for not using sun cream. I know, I'm going to get told off. And also here in the media centre with us, uh, as always, is Neville Bounds. Yeah, hi everybody. It's been uh, quite an exciting morning already. Lots of setting up to do. A lot of cooperation from the media centre here as well. Actually. Yeah, it's been very so uh, yeah, we thank them very much for the, indeed for that. And uh, yeah, so we're looking forward to a great show, and we have lots of visitors, guests, and listeners. We do. And joining us, sitting next to Matt, keeping an eye on everything, is uh, our favourite Airbus captain. It's Captain Al. Probably the only Airbus captain that you actually want to hang out with. Um, a very good morning, a very good afternoon, a very good evening to where you happen to be. That's a big intro there for you, Al. You kept that quite sweet and short and sweet. And sitting next to me, it's uh, someone who's, uh, well, well known to the show. He's been on the show a few times. So welcome, Armando. Hi, everybody. It's my first Farnborough. So uh, I'm actually just excited to see the rest of the show because we've only seen about 50% of it so far. And you lost your farm virginity. Now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he has said he it's will. only 50% there. <laughs> <laughs> so, you enjoying things, Armando? Yeah, uh, I'm sure we're going to talk about it, but we had a great yeah. meetup last night with uh, just about everybody in the aviation podcast community. So, that was a lot of fun. And uh, I'm sure the, the staff there at that pub didn't expect 40 people to come in and and Talk stay about till airplanes, midnight. yeah, and stay till midnight. <laughs> yeah, so that was a lot of fun. Uh, also joining us as well here, uh, one of our guests for this uh, for this special show. It's uh, Barbara. Hello, Barbara. Hello, Carlos. Hello. It's great to be at Farnborough again with everybody. Excellent. Looking forward to the show. Good. Are you uh, enjoying the show so far? Yes. At Farnborough, yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was so hot yesterday, but love the air displays. Yeah, some fantastic aircraft there. And it's just nice to be with everybody again. We had a great time last night at the pub. Yeah, Yeah, the family are back together. (laughs) Uh, Also joining us here on the the guest list uh, on this show is, uh, well, I'm going to say, I don't know, is it Captain Jeff? It is Captain Jeff. (laughs) Um, Me me and Pip may have found our way in. Um, (laughs) Yeah, no, it's great to be back again. Um, unlike Armando, I've had a walk all the way down the far end of the airfield this morning and then back in the sun, which it's going to be another hot day, I think, but another good day, hopefully. So you don't have the temptation to go over there to that uh, large building with the glass top on and do some... Not really. No, <laughs> no I've done enough this week. <laughs> I've my weekend off. <laughs> also joining us here, and uh, she's flown in specially for the show, it's Masha. Hi, Carlos. Great to be back. <laughs> and uh, and how are things with you? Oh, they're they're really good. It's uh, a lot of fun to be back here and meet everyone again, and you know, be part of the show. And just quickly, uh, before we move on, what was the airline you flew over with? BA. <laughs> <laughs> Thumbs up. Thumbs up from there. And how did you enjoy the buy on board experience of the world's favourite airline? Sorry, we don't take cash. <laughs> It was fantastic. I loved How it. Great experience. <laughs> Undisclosed figures. And uh, someone else who is still here after her lengthy journey over from the US, everyone's favorite doctor, it's Dr. Steph. Hi, Carlos. So glad to uh, be able to join you guys this morning. Woke up in time to actually get here almost on time for uh, the show. Actually, that's not true. I was up pretty early this morning, got a nice three and a half mile run in. 
and uh, wow. nice dog walk as well, probably another three miles or so. So <laughs> then we got back to uh, Captain Nick's place. I had to take a quick shower and head up here because I was about. So, Steph, where, right where's the rest of the APG crew? Well, um, some of them had to go home already. So Captain uh, Nick and Captain Dana are on a flight already as we speak. Well, we actually managed to deport Nick, finally. <laughs> oh, and I say Captain Nick. You did indeed. Oh, no, we, we. Captain Jeff and Captain Dana. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> My brain will engage shortly. So. Yeah. Oh, great. So you, at least you got a run-in. I got a run-in, yeah. I think there was some concern that you may not have got a run-in on this uh, trip to the UK. I know. I was a little starting to get worried, but don't worry. It's, it's all sorted out. Brilliant. So sitting next to you there, then, is everyone's favorite cabin person here. He's the one who's in charge of everything. When it comes to the passenger experience, Owen. Hey, Carlos. Welcome. Things. Thank you very much. Thank you. It's great to be back in Farmer. Uh, yeah, good to see everyone again. And uh, like I was saying, it was great to see everyone at the meetup uh, last night. Did, did you see anyone yesterday here at the show, Owen? Because uh, there was a, a little birdie said that you were um, sound asleep at the media centre upstairs in, in the sun. <laughs> I, I may have had a nap in the sun uh, <laughs> for a few short minutes. Um, <laughs> a power nap. Power nap. Power nap. Yeah, it has to be done though. It has to be done. And just whilst we uh, we happen to be chatting to to Owen, um, he's very very kindly given me a, a book as a as a present. Um, I'm not exactly what I'm going to do with it because <laughs> let me just cut this. But someone has a very very sick sense of humour <laughs> in view of my complete aversion to grey and noisy things. And um, I'm not quite sure about the author. I'm not quite sure if you can see it there. But the gentleman who's written the book is someone called Thomas Newdick. And I'm hoping that he's pleased with his new acquisition. <laughs> yes, I, I actually, I got a gift as well from, from Owen. It's in here, safe away. you got a new dick? No, no. I actually got the, uh, the Haynes manual for the Airbus A380. Okay. Which uh, I actually started reading on the way here on the bus. I was quite surprised at that, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> well, why does that not surprise me? <laughs> yeah. well, I know you have such a love for the A380. Oh, yes, yeah. Well, the A380, yes, just not the A330. So sitting next to uh, to Owen is uh, the host of the Plane Safety Podcast. It's Pilot Pip. Hey, everybody. Uh, yeah, having a nice time here. I got up nice and early and went for a four-mile run. <laughs> <laughs> No, that is a lie, in fact. <laughs> yeah, nice to be here. Thanks for the invite. Nice to see everybody. Good. And uh, again, Pip, we're expecting the next episode in the next... Once a week, as always, Carlos. Yeah, yeah. So any time now. Excellent. Brilliant. <laughs> we look forward to that one. So joining us in the chat room, we've got loads of people in the chat room this morning, uh, all across the globe. Ray Davis is in the chat room. Uh, we've got Richard King. Uh, Captain Nick's in the chat room. I did notice there. He did pick up on your uh, faux pas. Steph. Uh, Dan Hannington, who was with us last night uh, at the uh, meetup, Dan's in there as well. Jeff Braithwaite, hello to you. We've got Philip Davis, just scrolling. Auntie Liz is in the chat room as well. Hello, Auntie Liz. And Jenny in Rome is also in the chat room. And Andreas, hello, Andreas. And uh, he's saying hello to everyone in the chat room as well. So welcome to everyone who has joined us. Oh, and Stuart Asler as well. It's in our chat room, who was with us last night. And great choice of eating venue. Yeah, we've got to say a big thanks to Stuart, because uh, he was the one that suggested the venue last night, and we were all there, and I think everybody would say that it was a great mm. great evening, nice food, great company, and uh, really good service from all the staff. There. And absolutely, and going back further than that, of course, it was Stuart's idea in excess of two years ago for the Farnborough Meetup yeah. Mark One. Mm. So were it not for that, then we probably wouldn't all be here today. Mm. So there we Stuart go. Who first founded the Farnborough Air Show in 1926? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, on that, on the uh, talk of beer, uh, Liz has uh, Auntie Liz has said in the chat room that hopefully no beer are near or is near the electronics today. <laughs> oh yes, uh, there, no, there have no. been pre previous incidents uh, during yeah, our there's, trip there's been a few by, by other podcast mm. people. Yes, <laughs> but I think everything survived. Mm. Um, Yes, I think no, no electronic, no electronic casualties. <laughs> a few sticky parts is what I understood <laughs> to be the only remaining problem. Yeah, yeah. Insert comments there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, moving swiftly on, there. We, uh, should we do some news, guys? Should we do some news? Uh, yes. So, has if, there only been anything? Has anything gone? Not really. No. 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 So, if everyone's ready, yeah, let's do some news. Yeah. 
So kicking off this week, story, and this one I chose specially for Masha as a guest. And uh, this one is on the TravelWeekly.co.uk website. And uh, the headline is Airline Chief Hits at Dutch Air Tax Proposal. Ooh. Ooh. So the Dutch government, <laughs> the Dutch government has. Uh, have reaction from the the Dutch government has uh, confirmed plans to introduce an air passenger tax from 2021 and uh, began a public consultation on its proposals. Uh, it drew a sharp response from EasyJet, which operates from Amsterdam Schiphol Airport. EasyJet's chief ex- uh, executive, Johan Lundgren, said this week that it's uh, painted as an environmental tax, but with no benefit to the environment. Uh, we're against it. It's not the way forward, he said. Uh, the two-month online consultation launched on July the 5th uh, explores several options, including a tax on aircraft uh, or departing passengers, which would be similar to the UK's air passenger duty. It proposes that per passenger, a tax of €3.80 uh, on flights within the EU and €22 Euros on intercontinental flights. Uh, suggesting this would raise 200 million euros a year in revenue. The Netherlands' previous imposition of a tax on flying in 2008 is frequently held up as a classic example of a failure of such a policy. So what do you think, Masha? Well, I I do believe when it comes to passenger taxes, I mean, the UK knows a bit about that. (laughs) I think that's that's where they might have gotten the idea. (laughs) But you don't mind that that three euros, eighty? I think I can just about swing it. As long as they give you a portion of special cake with your ticket. Oh yes, special case. Yeah, it can't be no worse than the, the tax that we have imposed on us at our region. Oh, at Norwich, airport. yeah, 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 yeah a passenger duty. Yeah, ten pounds. Yeah, mm. ten pounds. I think yeah. they call it like an airport improvement tax as a way of uh, sort of generating extra revenue for well, developing you know, the airport. Yes, yeah, so you know they did that at Blackpool, and then within about eighteen months, the airport closed down. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> so, well, no, Norwich has done slightly better than that. It has been. So, it's, so there is been a lot of What's what's the closing down an improvement? Well, there are some people <laughs> who are saying, well. <laughs> Well, you could argue that, but there are some people who've actually paid the the improvement tax and Mm. saying, well, hang on, you've closed the airport down, I want my money back. Yeah. Because you haven't 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 done any improvements. That's what you've you've told us you're going to do with the money. Yeah. No, indeed. They're going to use this money to build a new runway at Schiphol, because I think they really need one. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure they can squeeze another one in there. <laughs> one that's 20 kilometres from the terminal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a long old commute. Yeah. So the next story, moving on, is uh, obviously going to be a VA story from, uh, from UNEF. Uh, it is, yes. And uh, this is the story on aviationweek.com. It says that British Airways said it will commit to three Boeing 777-300ERs, which the carrier will take on operating leasing with an up. An unidentified lesser. Uh, the announcement came near the close of the industry trade portion of the Farnborough Airship on July the 19th. Total value of new aircraft are $1.1 billion at list prices. Uh, British Airways, which is part of International Airlines Group, IAG, already flies 58 777-200ERs and 300ER aircraft. This is probably because they uh, they can't get enough engines for the Dreamliner at the moment, <laughs> I, I, I would imagine. Just a guess. Just a guess. <laughs> and they've got plenty of them parked up. Uh, yeah, not sure of engines, just working ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the problem, yeah, yeah. isn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, it's not bad. But, uh, there we are. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. So, Max, uh, yeah, yes. on to you. It's, okay. Uh, it's one of your favourite stories, as always. Right. Yeah, story number two is Ryan. Uh, no, it's, no, it's story number three, aren't we? He's confused me by doing it in a different order. Story three, Ryanair story. And there is only really one story, unfortunately, when it comes to Ryanair this week. It's the Ryanair pilot strike is due to continue next week. So Ryanair is to cancel 16 flights to and from the Republic of Ireland on Tuesday, affecting 2,500 passengers because of a strike by pilots. The action by Ireland-based pilots has already led to two 24-hour strikes with 4,000 passengers being affected by flight cancellations on Friday. 
the pilots union said that uh, talks on Wednesday between the two sides did not lead to any material change. Uh, the union is in dispute with Ryanair over pay and conditions. The pilots' concerns are centred on Ryanair's proposals on seniority as well as procedures for the allocation of base transfers, promotions and annual leave. Late on Thursday, Ryanair tweeted a copy of a letter from its chief people officer, Eddie Wilson, to the National Secretary of the Forza Trade Union, which includes Irish Airline Pilots Association. In it, Mr Wilson said that, the, uh, in, that following Wednesday's meeting between the airline and the union, nothing has progressed. It is unacceptable that 24 hours later, we have had no response from Forza and find ourselves with a, th with a threatened third day of strike action next Tuesday. On Friday, Ryanair tweeted that the strike action meant it would cancel 16 of more than 219 Irish flights on Tuesday. It's not a huge mm. amount of disruption. It's to, uh, to, uh, 16 out of 290 flights. Uh, you tell that to the people who aren't travelling. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, <laughs> all right. You know, fair point. Sorry. Uh, the carrier added that all 2,500 passengers affected had been notified by email or text message and will be readily reaccommodated or refunded on other Ryanair flights over the next seven days. 99% of the airlines directly employed at Republic of Ireland-based pilots voted in favour of the action, but Ryanair said that they make up just 25% of its Irish flight crew. Well, there you go. Yes. Carlos, are you, um, yeah. are you with us still? Yes, I'm just okay. watching the chat room. No, Andreas has just said in the chat room that he can only see 50% of Al. That's probably at least 40% too much. <laughs> but I'm sure we can make a minor adjustment. Yeah. So yeah. what was probably advantageous at that point was that the 50% that couldn't be seen was picking my nose. Right. So, uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> and on that note, Al, the next story is, uh, is, is one for you. It is, and this is a fantastic story for two reasons. Um, one of them will become fairly obvious very, very quickly. And the other one um, I'll tell you about at the end. But this comes from the, the travelweekly.co.uk, and the headline is EasyJet's new generation Airbus enters Gatwick service. Oh, there you go. You can probably see why it's a, an interesting story in the first instance. EasyJet has started deploying new generation Airbus A321neo aircraft from Gatwick. The first of the six aircraft entered service from the airport today, claiming to be up to 50% quieter than the existing types based at Gatwick. They will also deliver up to 15% savings in fuel burns and CO2 emissions compared to previous generations of Airbus. Each 321neo provides an additional 50 seats to further increase passenger growth at the airport without needing to increase the overall number of aircraft movements on the runway. This is projected to bring an additional 85,000 passengers a year to Gatwick compared to the A320neo. The latest aircraft are expected to become an important part of EasyJet's 65-strong Gatwick fleet over the next five years. The 321... Yeah, they're really pleased about it downstairs. <laughs> the 321neo aircraft are, in addition to EasyJet's order, are 100 A320neos, which have 186 seats, and are also 50% quieter than previous generation aircraft. EasyJet has already received nine 320neos, which regularly operate from Gatwick, and Luton at the moment, actually, as it so goes. Gatwick has spent nearly £10 million to reconfigure its Pier 4 apron and stands to handle the new aircraft. The airport will start work on a major extension to its Pier 6 facility, sounding more and more like San Francisco as the day <laughs> goes on, this year to include eight new aircraft stands for the larger 321neos, at a cost of £180 million. Norwegian has also started flying, well, we were interested, um, Boeing 737 <laughs> MAX things on some services from Gatwick, which use the latest quiet engine technology to reduce noise by 100% because they're quite often unserviceable. Oh, no, it doesn't actually say that. Um, Gatwick is supporting Boeing to build a new hangar at the airport due to be fully operational next year. Gatwick Head of Airspace, Andy Sinclair, said, We're fully committed to reducing noise for our local communities as much as possible and will continue to work closely with our airline partners and invest in an infrastructure to increase the number of quieter aircraft that can operate from Gatwick. 
EasyJet is Gatwick's biggest airline, accounting for 40% of aircraft movements here. So this new fleet strategy is a positive step for those affected by noise around the airport. The Budget Airlines UK Country Director, Sophie Decker, said, We're delighted that our first 321 Neo aircraft is entering service at Gatwick and will fly on routes including Alicante, Malaga, Faro, Parma and Paphos, amongst others. This uh, larger aircraft will enable us to deliver our strategy of securing and growing our number one positions at Europe's leading and slot-constrained airports. Crucially, it will also bring significant environmental and operational benefits, which means we will be able to offer more seats and lower fares to even more people travelling from Gatwick on Europe's most popular leisure and business routes, whilst both lowering emissions and noise to reduce our impact on the communities around the airports we serve. So that's a fantastic story, but here's the bonus part. The article is authored by Phil Davis. Oh, yeah. So, little did we know, team, that <laughs> our good friend Phil not only is a, is a regular viewer of uh, Plain Talking UK and the Airline Pilot Guide, yeah. but he writes for the Travel Weekly, Fits. so we're going to have to be a little bit more yeah, discreet in what we tell in yeah, the future. Absolutely. The journalist at large. Yeah, so our accuracy ratings will go up if we start writing our own stories, right? That's one way. Absolutely. So, next story then. Uh, Pip is uh, is is you in yes. your own time. <laughs> He's ready as always. Okay, He's so coils for so, yes, cool. yes, yes, as always. Uh, so this is a story about somewhere I know reasonably well. This is Moscow, and this is from the gosh, needing glasses. Uh, the Russian old age aviator insider dot com. Uh, Moscow Sheratmyevo Airport adds parking spaces for bizjets. Growing demand from business aviation customers has inspired Sheremetyevo International Airport to embark on a number of related infrastructure development projects. For one, a new apron for business aviation aircraft has recently been completed by the A Group, the owner and operator of business aviation facilities at Moscow's largest airport, just in time for the start of the FIFA World Cup. Ooh, I wonder how that's going to turn out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the new apron, which has become, which became operational on June 13th, having won last-minute approval from Russian aviation re- regulator Rosaviazdaz, consists of an area of 72,000. <laughs> fluent, mate, fluent. Consists of an area of 72,000 square meters that provides space and parking and servicing for up to 25 business aviation aircraft, including helicopters. Uh, its placement is conveniently adjacent to the airport's existing dedicated business aviation terminal A and a hangar for business jet maintenance and storage, a location which creates the benefit of reduced ground handling and taxiing times. The new apron was introduced to satisfy a general increase in demand for business and private charters, but came in handy during the World Cup, having already enjoyed success during the first two weeks of the tournament, A Group tells the Russian Aviator Insider. Oh, sorry, I was considering whether to read this quote in a Russian accent, but I'm not going to bother. <laughs> no, wait. Well, we, have, we have experienced high demand for parking oh, no. stamps on this apron during the championship. It's oh, nice. The ship, they <laughs> compare the meerkat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Doing a bit of pre-advertising. Moscow's full of meerkats. You wouldn't believe it. Uh, I've lost my place now. Uh, Adding that it expects the new facility will spur further growth this year of business aviation traffic through Sheremetyevo on both domestic and international routes. Okay, I won't read that last paragraph. But uh, yeah, Sheremetyevo, nice airport. I've been there a few times. Moscow's got three big airports. This one, uh, Domodevo and Nukovo. Uh, Nukovo sort of the the farmbra, if you like, of, of Moscow. Most of the bizjet traffic goes there. But it does right. get jolly busy, so it's nice to have some additional capacity uh, elsewhere in Moscow. That's good. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. Crave for space for your big aeroplane. That yeah. massive. Oh, thing. you know when we go there, we just we can't fit this in. It's so big. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> so, Owen, you're up next. <laughs> Take it, come. 
I'm getting <laughs> <laughs> stuck at nasty now with claws. So this one's from uh, GlasgowLive.co.uk. It says flights from Glasgow to Iceland just launched by budget airline Jet2. If you've ever fancied seeing the Northern Lights firsthand or taking a dip in the thermal pools of the Blue Lagoon, then you may be, just be in luck next year. Budget airline Jet2 has launched flights to an incredible new destination, Iceland, kicking off in uh, February and March. February or March? February slash March? Obviously, <laughs> we don't sure really. Possibly, we'll yeah. see. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll get back to you in a few months. Yeah. You go. Yeah. <laughs> Flights are available from Glasgow International Airport as well as Birmingham, Leeds, Bradford, Manchester. Is that Glasgow slash Birmingham? <laughs> <laughs> Is that Glasgow, London? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Probably the same airport. Um, <laughs> Manchester and Newcastle. And you can choose to book your plane fare only. Or indulge in a three-night midweek or four-night weekend package option. Nice, Barbara. Nice. <laughs> Go on. Go to the APG Facebook page for more information. Right. <laughs> I actually have no idea what that's about. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Steph's going to be very busy for the next minute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't mind it. Right. Thank you. Once again. Yeah, I was going to say, going back to that story or Owen's reading there, because Al, you fly obviously in and around that kind of area of the Northern Lights kind of thing. Oh, I was going to say Glasgow. Oh, not Glasgow, <laughs> no, not Glasgow. Uh, have you had a chance to see them while whilst flying? Uh, the Northern Lights, yes, I have uh, on several occasions, usually coming back from Canada because um, we used to tend to come back at quite northern latitudes coming back from Canada. So you leave the uh, west coast of Canada and then you fly for several hours over absolutely nothing. Even the cartographers have just not bothered doing anything. It's just, yeah, there's, there's just an area that says uncharted. Um, and then as you get up north, yeah, you can see some fantastic things. Wow. It's like being in Amsterdam for the weekend. <laughs> well, <laughs> um, so you can uh, get to see some uh, geothermal spas, geysers, natural parks, and the incredible Aurora Borealis. Uh, Iceland offers the ultimate city break destination in stylish Reykjavik, which is the world's most northernmost capital. Uh, the program is dedicated to uh, trips. The program of dedicated trips to Iceland gives our customers even more choice for winter 2019. The beauty of Iceland coupled with the fantastic benefits available through Jet2 and Jet2 City Breaks means we're very confident of the successful program. I'm so glad. For, for beer drinkers <laughs> then, um, not only can you get to see the Northern Lights and the hot geysers, but you can tick that little box in your checklist that says, I've drunk the world's most expensive alcohol, because <laughs> it's at least eight euros for a beer. Oh, that's um, in happy hour. Yep. No, Northern Lights and Geezers sounds like a very different night out to the one that I've got. <laughs> <laughs> Family show. Uh, I used to think the, the Northern Lights was uh, Christmas in Princess Street. It's also a jet too, then. Yeah, absolutely. In February slash March. <laughs> From yeah. Glasgow yeah. slash Birmingham. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. To London Reykjavik. Yeah. <laughs> Dr. Steph. Dr. Steph, the next story. For me, yes. Specially yep. chosen. Ah, uh, thank you. So, kind of a local to where I live news story. Um, Charlotte Douglas Airport expansion opens Wednesday. I mean, this past Wednesday. Uh, the Charlotte Douglas International Airport is now elevating pas passenger experiences as they prepare to fly out of their new destination. A new Don't concourse uh, began <laughs> operations on Wednesday. It does sound like a job for now, doesn't it? Um, does it say they're elevating passenger experience? Yes. Are they installing a trampoline? Uh, they should. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, phase one of the Concourse A edition officially opened to passengers on Wednesday. The $200 million project increases gate capacity by 10%. It's nine gates. Uh, which airport <laughs> officials said was needed. So they're adding a gate. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly. Uh, we have pent-up demand from uh, all our carriers, including American, which is the, uh, they just assume that you know that it's, Charlotte Douglas is dominated by American Airlines. Yeah. Uh, so this is something we have been waiting for patiently, 
and the day has arrived. It's nine new gates used by five local carriers that serve our local market, Southwest, JetBlue, Air Canada. Um, I think someone. I think United is in there as well. They left that out on this news article. Shocking. Hang on a sec. Can I, I may have misunderstood. I may have been a bit fuzzled due to last night's activity. So yes. <laughs> they're, they're expanding the number of gates by 10%, yes? Yes. And they're putting nine gates in. Yes. How many gates do you have? We have a lot of gates. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nine didn't seem like 10%, which is what I was thinking. I think that would be a smaller percentage than that. But this is a uh, local news affiliate, so we'll forgive them for their math as well, probably. Um, I also think... I want to say Delta's in the new um, concourse as well. You know, I could have confirmed that all for you uh, personally. However, I planned to uh, get to the airport for my flight over here in time to see the new concourse upgrade, and that didn't happen. So maybe on the way back, I'll stop yeah, by yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and take a, take a photo. Uh, for yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, state-of-the-art upgrades include smart glass to help control terminal temperatures. Whoever wrote this did not edit it. It says temporary tea. It's not even a word. Along with a bathroom, <laughs> along with a bathroom area for pets. Uh, passengers can now <laughs> eat and drink local with no to brewing and stay charged. Every uh, hold room seat, I have no idea what they're referring to, uh, will have a charging station. So I think all the seats actually have individual charging stations, which is pretty cool. Uh, well, electric chairs aren't new in the United States. No, they? no, but in, <laughs> in the old uh, electric chairs. <laughs> See where you're going with that. <laughs> we don't use those anymore, so, by the way. Anyway. <laughs> Last year, 45.9 million passengers traveled through Charlotte Douglas. The new concourse is just the beginning of a $2.5 billion initiative to improve the airport, which means construction Those will Those passengers who went around. through Charlotte Douglas, were they Jet 2 passengers hoping to go and see the Northern Lights? <laughs> <Yeah. chance? laughs> <laughs> They've been a little, uh, you know, diverted. It's just a <laughs> small, uh, out of their way. Um, so, yeah, in the next five to seven years, you'll see more. It represents strong growth and demand in the market, and there will be new capacity for airlines to continue growing. Uh, oh, this is lovely commentary by Fox News. More gate capacity often means selection when you go to book more selection when you go to book a flight. Thanks. Right. And that's the end of the article. So, <laughs> Excellent so journalism Steph, do there. Do you see this as a positive or negative thing? Oh Colorado? no, it's it's a positive thing. Um, okay, but do I not see that the potential for these extra gates is that now we'll become a busy airport and you won't be able to arrive up ten minutes before the doors close? Mm, I don't think it's going to change the amount of passengers actually originating or depleting. Uh, and and it'll just give them more choice. Do you want? 75 or 78 exactly so no 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 it's it's really more the number of passengers that connect through charlotte is that the reason charlotte is busy it's not the amount of local passengers coming and going through through security both my my dad and my brother used to fly for u.s airways and piedmont and so i've been going to charlotte international for 25 years and it's always been one of these airports that somehow feels smaller than it really is mm -hmm. um it's always just been kind of a top airport to make connections through and i think you know this will be just make it even better but I, the, the terminals de airport. desperately need some upgrading so it's nice to have some new areas new yeah. new uh new activities nice places to sit down and have a beer yeah, yeah. yeah. We, it's welcome as we have masha here are they going to do in charlotte what they do in amsterdam schiphol which is have the ability to go onto your iphone app place your mcdonald's order and have it delivered to the gate I don't. I don't think we're quite that sophisticated yet, unfortunately. This is something that you need to see. Yeah, I will. I will put it forward to the airport commission. But uh, well, you know, I mean, there's, there's obviously chicken advisor. nugget training that needs to occur on a regular yeah, basis. You know, there is not. I don't think there's not a McDonald's in the airport. No. There's a Chick Fil A, which is not open on Sundays, <laughs> and a Burger King. Yeah. Uh, just to elaborate on that, in case anyone isn't aware, at uh, Amsterdam Schiphol there is a food delivery service. I think it's Deliveroo, yeah. um, and they will deliver your food to the gate, or in fact, anywhere wow. that you want to be. That's um, really if you're nice. in a disabled toilet and they can find you, they will bring you <laughs> back. <laughs> you have experience speaking from experience yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hamburg has also started up as well, uh, but it's only for one restaurant uh, in the in the building and uh, those staff will deliver it to you anywhere in the Is it a hamburger <laughs> 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 so Armando you've got uh, um, the, the last story a fast story 
Yeah, so kind of kicking off the PTUK science and technology uh, uh, segment. Um, from the Daily Star, Boeing... Uh, <laughs> Your excitement just went down a notch, I can tell. <laughs> the story. <laughs> so, uh, Boeing 4,000 mile per hour hypersonic passenger airplane unveiled uh, New York to London in two hours from 2028. Um, let's see. So, the aircraft company recently joined the race for a new Concorde by announcing development of an aircraft nearly three times faster. Boeing said the new plane will be able to cruise at 95,000 feet, which is 30,000 30, feet higher than the Concorde. Um, it announced that the jet will be bigger than business planes, but smaller than a 737. Um, let's see, the model features 17 passenger windows. So the, the actual, this was a model, it's a concept that they uh, unveiled this week here at Farnborough. Um, if the configuration is a 1-1, it would mean the plane would carry about 34 passengers. Uh, Steve Nordland, the vice president of Boeing Horizon X, told the Daily Star that the futuristic jet could be ready for whizzing passengers uh, across the Atlantic by 2028 at the earliest. Um, he said it would be premature to speculate when hypersonic flight for global travel will be a reality, but some of our studies show that it could be feasible in an as early as 10 to 20 years. Um, he stays, or he remains cautious, saying it's more likely in the 20 to 30 year range. He added that uh, Boeing are not building the aircraft just yet, but a concept is in the advanced stage. Um, kind of goes on to say uh, supersonic travel isn't really fast enough to go overseas and back in one day, but for business travelers or military uh, where time is really important, that is an interesting point. That's his quote. Uh, Mach 5 apparently is where you can do that. You can get across the Atlantic in about two hours and across the Pacific in about three hours. So, Does it say in the article that they plan to take the overhead panel from a Boeing 737-200? Yeah, it's following the Airbus model, right? Just It'll, it'll look like a, uh, like a 707, I'm sure. This is quite good, though. If this ever, if it did come to um, actual... You know, into service, it would be nice to not have to, you know, take so long to get across to the States or Australia or West. I mean, we've all got family in various countries around the world. Well, there's no the States. They haven't got McDonald's in the Charlotte oh. Terminal. So, I mean, <laughs> there's one just down the road. <laughs> <laughs> now, I think this is entirely feasible if you, if you really sort of look at the big picture and see from 1903 till now how technology, you know, we're sitting here at Farnborough and we're looking at some amazing aircraft and. Carlos and I were in the Boeing uh, display area this morning, and there's some you know great technologies in there. So I, I think it's entirely feasible within the next 10, 20 years. We'll see that manta ray model that they have yeah. in there. Uh, that I've got. I mean, it looks like a manta ray. It, it's really quite interesting, um, and it it's going to be interesting to see whether these concepts ever come to fruition with hypersonic travel. Yeah. Um, it's going to be phenomenally expensive, and I wonder whether there will actually be a need. You know, yeah. if you look at the technology advancements, we already have far less people traveling for business now because they can do video conferencing, Skype, etc., etc. And the concept of having to go to a meeting to yeah. actually shake hands over something is is diminishing. Yeah. Um, they're always going to be the the ultra wealthy. Um, but you're going to have very, very, are going to need to have very deep pockets to sort of bankroll this particular entity. Mm. And it's difficult to see whether they'll ever get a return on their investment. Yes, it's nice to do all the R&D, but to actually build it, fly it, make it commercial success is a wholly different thing. Um, Not only for the people who fly it, but also for, for the, the companies that make these products as well. Like uh, if Boeing is going to, do this how much is it going to cost Boeing to do all the testing on this it's going to be phenomenally expensive and uh, any new aircraft that come out seem to overrun budgets by hundreds and hundreds of millions of uh, dollars all the time so where will it go with the uh, with the companies that manufacture these aircraft well which is probably why it'll probably see a, uh, a military or a government application first <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, just sort of test it with slightly more, you know, disposable, uh, you know, <laughs> pilots. Arguably. <and> <laughs> uh, I'm 
mentioned as you know having needing the time to go across the ocean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're fine in a 747 for eight hours. So. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've spoken to several military people from various countries, and it seems to be never a priority of the people booking their tickets to get over there very quickly. You know, I've, you know, people take up some fairly torturous routes just to make a simple journey. Because it's say five bucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyone else? Nope. <laughs> okay. So we we have got some uh, video that was played or recorded uh, on. Was it Friday, Nev? Uh, well, we've yes, we recorded lots of video, but we thought we would um, show you a couple of things that we've been uh, doing. And these are interesting videos. I have to say, I've seen yes. these. And um, yeah, there's a lot of thought went into these particular recordings. Oh, certainly. I mean, the, a lot these of technical research. Yes, and these things just aren't thrown together. Uh, so, um, as you know, um, as part of the aviation experience, uh, food and drink always comes into the uh, the conversation, doesn't it? As well. So, um, and who better to go and talk to some of the people that run some of these concession stands? But our very own Captain Al. So. Uh, I sent him out and about uh, to see what he could find and who he could speak to. Okay, well, as you can probably see, the Plane Talking UK team have arrived at an ice cream van. It's very much an air show tradition. So here I am with Betty. Betty, it's your very first day at the air show today. Yes, yes, okay. it is. So can you tell me, are you anticipating selling a lot of ice creams today? Well, it depends on whether I think so. I think, hoping. <laughs> I think looking at the blue sky and the heat that is burning a hole in my back, you're going to have a very successful day. And, as I'm sure the viewers can see, you've got the perfect view of the air show out there, unobstructed view. So I think you're going to have a great day. Is there any particular part of the display that you're looking forward to, or are you just absorbing it I'm all? I'm just absorbing. And are selling as many ice creams as you can? I don't think I have time to watch the show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Well, I'd like to thank you very much, <laughs> and in true welcome. air show tradition, we're now going to buy some ice creams. All right, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so here we are at Farnborough with Hayley. So how has the show been for you? It's been great, yes. Okay, and what's your interest in aviation? Um, my interest is bringing my lovely Prosecco van <laughs> to sell to the people who are interested. So as you can see, for the, uh, the Plane Talking UK audience, it's not just all about aeroplanes, it's about drinking as well. <laughs> Surely it's all about the food as well. Uh, so have you had a good show? Have you enjoyed? I have, I've really enjoyed okay, it. Okay, and you're looking forward to the rain showers this afternoon? I am, yes. <laughs> I want to cool down. <laughs> I've been boiling all week. I have a sneaking suspicion we're all going to be dancing in the rain later, I think, because it's, like, it's been like, it must be, what, nearly six weeks now here in the UK since we've had rain, which is literally unprecedented. We've never had such awful dry weather. Yeah. So clearly the name of the company is on your bosom, but if yes. you'd like to say it for the, the listeners of the show... Van, Bubble Brothers, <laughs> based okay. all over the UK. Okay, coming to a show near you. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you. There you are, you see? Stop watching your phones, it's, it's a delay. Uh, uh, <laughs> We're back. I have to say, that, that, was, uh, that was gold recording there from you, Al. That was award-winning. Award-winning. Award yeah, yeah, so absolutely. I would like to thank Hayley and Betty, because quite frankly, they were completely unaware that this was coming out there. <laughs> <laughs> just thrown at them. Um, I think it's pr probably fair to say that neither of them had any real interest in aviation. Um, and they were very, very good sports. They were, yeah, that. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the ice creams were lovely. Yes, they were. Absolutely. Yeah. Well sampled. Yeah. <laughs> no, but thanks for that, Al. That's uh, always some great uh, quality reporting from you there on, uh, on the side. <laughs> it was a pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> any, any more to come at all, Al? Are we, are we going to hit the uh, hot dog vendors? Or? Well, we'll see what other freebies we can get, <laughs> shall we? <laughs> Just whilst I'm here on that very subject, um, as you know, in the past, I've always been uh, a very big fan of the, the Hilton brand for hotels. But I would like to uh, personally put out a very big thanks to the uh, Premier Inn at Southwood in Farnborough um, because they did a fantastic job of laundering my Plain Talking UK t-shirt for me for free. 
um, because I only have the one, and therefore um, I didn't want to turn up for the show wearing someone else's T-shirt, you know. So, um, so thank you very much to the, the Premier Inn for laundering the T-shirt, absolutely no charge, and lovely, lovely staff there. So that's the Premier Inn. <laughs> Other hotel chains are available. Oh, no. <laughs> or perhaps not. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we've been doing a lot of content yep, so we uh, we've got some fantastic interviews coming up over the next few weeks of all sorts of uh, people we've spoken to we've had some very exclusive access to some of the aircraft as well which has been really really nice and, uh, that, that's that's not a great deal yeah the so great uh, guys mm. actually looked after us really well yesterday that's that's coming up later on um kind of in in the next upcoming shows but we got yeah. uh, the chance to look around uh, the AX, wasn't it, yesterday? Mm. Yeah. Beautiful, it's wasn't it? It was a phenomenally nice AX. Yeah, yeah once the, um, the Plain Talking UK lawyers team have dealt with the fact that we've pinched various things off the aircraft. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes, Owen did spend a, large, a long amount of time on that aircraft yesterday, Owen. Yeah, well, I was playing around in the galley. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Owen was in his element in the galley. He loved it. He yeah, I, I grew right up from Every single drawer there in Champagne. <laughs> every single drawer. We got to see the crew rest area. And uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. You opened every drawer because you were desperately trying to find the scratch cards, weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, Pip, you were, you were taken back at just the sheer size of the AX. I'm taken aback by the sheer size of most aeroplanes, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Anything bigger than a Cessna 172 is, is massive, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, no, it was a very lovely aeroplane. I'm very grateful for the uh, Dasso chaps for letting us on. After we were tragically let down by Embraer, despite oh. our best efforts of pleading and begging and threatening, they just yep. weren't having any of it. So, so uh, Dasso came up. You're going to try and get us on the, on the Phenom today. We could have another crack at him, couldn't we? No, there's yeah. too many of us. Well, that's even better. Well, no, they're, not, they're, uh, they're not 12 of us now. We can have them. They're, they're not here today, I don't think. Um, with the aircraft here. Is the aircraft still here? I'd like to get it. Because, uh, they, they said they're going to get it. Can you get it with key or pick the lock? Yeah, we could do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, just to uh, back up what Pip was saying, yeah, the Dasso people were really, really yeah, they were yeah, nice off to them. people. And let's be honest, none of us are going to buy one, are we? <laughs> <laughs> But truly, you know, after we got on the, the aircraft, it was fun talking to their test pilot there. He was uh, really yeah. excited. Captain, Captain Frederick. Is Frederick. Was very Captain Frederick, yeah. yeah, he was very excited to show us some of the latest and greatest technology. Actually, when I said that none of us around here were in the market to buy one, you're the exception to that. <laughs> yeah. No, no, we're definitely not in the market to buy that aircraft. That is. Well, no, it's second-hand now, because we've trashed it. We devalued it for you, especially. If it's coming at a yeah, discount, yeah. I can maybe just <laughs> scrape together enough pennies to, yeah. to afford it. Indeed. And we do have another video uh, to show uh, as uh -oh. well, um, uh, featuring a couple of uh, folks that are around the table here. Um, and uh, Al and I hastily uh, put it together this morning. Um, so it might be interesting for, for at least somebody that we know um, to have a little look. Far too short. <laughs> well, yes. Yeah, so um, we couldn't resist. So. I'm very impressed. I am very, very impressed because I was not um, asleep for yeah. that long. Do you know? Do you know the best thing about that whole thing is the fact that they did that, and you were asleep long enough that it had actually dried by the time you woke up. <laughs> I actually, to be fair, I couldn't help but notice that you were a little bit sheepish when you woke up and realised that you were ever so slightly soggy. <laughs> I think the truth is that you were 100% certain exactly what happened there. Oh. The chat room's gone wild. There's some, uh, uh, 
Richard King says that's hilarious. Uh, Ray Davis has put about a thousand laughing faces with tears coming out. Uh, Dan Hannington enjoyed that as well very much. Um, <laughs> Captain Nick has uh, said, Al, you naughty person. Um, yeah, uh, but Ray Davis has said, poor Owen. Yeah, oh, that, that, thank you, Ray. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So it's all done, it's all, all done out of love. And I know we can't say too much about it, but it's probably the last time we'll see Owen for a little while. So uh, I think from all of us, as, as he uh, <laughs> moves on to Pastures New, gift. that was your parting gift from us at, uh, yeah. at PTUK. Well, I mean, we, we can't specifically rule it out because they do have Wi-Fi in prison these days. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. It's a good point. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, But I'm sure I speak for us all here when we, when we wish Owen the very best with what he's about to move on to for a little while next. Yeah, so, yeah. well done. Yeah. Um, thank you. Thank you. Um, for you will guys, always be the Prince of Heart, Jeff. There's no surprise <laughs> about that. But, yeah, yeah. For, the, for those guys uh, who aren't quite sure what I'll talk about, I'll, I'll expand a little bit more on uh, in a few months or so, but um, yeah, you yeah. probably won't be hearing too much yeah. from me for the next yeah. uh, two months or so. Yeah. I know, sad, isn't it? Boo! <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to wrap things up on uh, the special Farnborough live show. Uh, but we're going to have a quick whiz round everyone who's here just to, uh, to give a brief or summary of, of uh, their um, best parts and experiences at Farnborough 2018. So, Captain Al, what's up? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we've played a video. It was the catering. It's oh, yeah. next. Move on. <laughs> I, mean, I, I think that I'll, I'll just be serious for a very brief moment, and I'll say that the, the best thing uh, about Farnborough this year was meeting up with all of the friends once again yeah. and yeah. meeting new friends as well. Yeah. Um, that was uh, really, really nice. We had a very good night last night, as you might be able to tell by my voice. Um, but if you're looking for an aviation highlight um, rather than a, an emotive highlight, um, there was nothing more beautiful than seeing the A350-1000 taking off and doing its display. Yeah, yeah, I agreed. I was, I was surprised, Al, at just how quiet that aircraft is when it was taking off yesterday in front of us. Because it is incredibly quiet when you compare it to other airlines. That's right. And when I was here on Friday, it, it did its demonstration, and I was stood by the Boeing chalet, and there were tears. There were tears of sadness from the Boeing people. <laughs> they knew that they had nothing that they could do. And this was, this was demonstrated by the fact that if you were to look out here now, will you find a Boeing aeroplane? You will not. No. They've gone back. They have taken their, their aeroplanes, lowered their heads, and said... Once again, for the consecutive year, we have lost. <laughs> right, okay. I mean, that remains to be seen, of course, because there is always the possibility that uh, when we finally find all, out what all the deals were that have been done here at Farmer, because that's always the case, that, that there may be, you know, there may be some secret deals that we're not aware of yet that, that have been struck here at Farmer in uh, Boeing's defence. Absolutely, but what you might find, <laughs> and is often the case, that the, the manufacturers, especially Boeing in this case, won't publicise the cancelled orders now that people have seen what other options there are. <laughs> okay, yeah. All right. He's so always Matt, got an, he's got an answer. Very yeah, yeah. yeah. So Matt, you're uh, you're. Well, uh, I've just made a schoolboy error because I've just accidentally rubbed uh, um, sun cream in my eyes, so you'll have to forgive me. Uh, the, the, um, yeah. Did you do that at the last one? <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's my thing. It's just yeah. Well, not, well, Micah ended up having to be like put down and uh, washed out or not put down. <laughs> That's <laughs> Didn't, I, just, I didn't mean it like that. Micah is still alive and well, <laughs> yeah, just before yeah, you know yeah. anybody. You well, know, yeah. no, but you see, because Micah's Micah's not dead. No, no, they, 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 the, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, absolutely. As I say, but Micah's not silly, you see, because he got these lovely um, nurses to sort of mirror yeah. what his eyes out for him. So I think, he, anyway, uh, yeah. So no, I. I, try, I think it's the same for me, really, because, I mean, we all met for the very first time here two years ago. And so, actually, it's been really nice to, to sort of re refresh. And we have seen, ironically, in most cases, actually, I think we've seen virtually everybody who sat around here now, the friends that we made two years ago. We've all bumped into each other since either in Pittsburgh or in Great Yarmouth. Or, you know, it's it's just been it's been really nice to sort of, yeah, the first Edmunds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> You know, see the planning on naming every single <laughs> town in East Anglia. I'm sure they work my way through. They don't let me out much. Yeah, absolutely. But it's just been really nice to sort of catch up with everyone.
one of the first, and, and it was great to finally meet Dana, of course, because we've, we've all heard him on APG and, and that, and it was nice to actually sort of meet him. So, yeah. One of the problems that you have in East Anglia, it's a bit of a conceptual thing, Here it's language go. difficulty, yeah. isn't it? Because what you have is you have the Norfolk Broads, and any American visitors who come over no. expecting an entirely no, no, different no, 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 experience, no. aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> an element of country. <laughs> yes. Oh, anyway. um, yes, I agree with Al about the AE350-1000, that was a fantastic mm. aircraft, and the other thing that we did uh, on the first day was that we had a more or less a private tour of the A380. So we did. Uh, yeah, see, we didn't get that. We tried. Ah, we yes, we, we beat you to it there. So uh, we had the camera and Mike with us, and uh, Al and I went round uh, both the de top deck and the lower deck, and uh, we spoke to the flight crew and we had a chat with the commercial director as well. And Al sat on the flight deck with, with myself as well. So that, that was a really nice uh, sort of nice unprecedented access. And uh, one of the things that uh, you'll see in the video when we, we come out to play it is that the uh, this was an ex-Singapore Airlines aircraft, the high flyer A380. And the seat pitch, even in economy, was extremely reasonable, I've got to say. So, um, yeah, that, that was very impressive. But, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so that was the, the highlight for me. Really? Thank you, Neb. Um for me, do you know what we were talking about this last there's night? No we're, here, so I don't know no, what say. Mm -hmm. no, there's no Everything's been a disappointment for yeah, Carlos. Yeah, absolutely. No, I was just going to say, for me, we'll do a sort of uh, a meet up and a show from a scrapyard somewhere. Uh, so <laughs> that would be kind of cool. <laughs> that would be kind of interesting. Right? Yeah. Well, maybe maybe do a show from the Mojave Desert at some point. You know. <laughs> oh, is that where the is that where the aging A340s yeah. all are now? <laughs> Yes, anyway. <laughs> anyway, moving back to a task. Uh, no, I was going to say, last, we were talking last night at the meal, and one of the things that, uh, that I was chatting to, um, well, with Armando and everyone, was like, you know, five years ago, go back five, none of us knew each other, you know, apart from obviously me and you, Matt. Um, he was one of my regulars. Yeah, but five years ago, none of us knew each other at all. You know, it was completely you know, foreign kind of territories for everyone. But, you know, look at what's become this whole community in the last five years. Oh, you're not going to start crying. No, I'm not going to cry, no. <laughs> and it's, it's amazing, honestly, it's amazing. Obviously, Jeff and, and Dana and, and Nick are not here, but, uh, no, it's... Um, it's just nice, isn't it? It's just the whole, the whole thing is just fantastic. Nick deported. Yeah, yeah. 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 Nick out of the country as well. Yeah. Yeah. Nick doesn't even know it yet, but uh, <laughs> no, he does no, now. It'd be a nice know. surprise for him when he checks in for duty. He was, yeah. he was listening, so he knows. <laughs> when we do the um, the tenth Farnborough meetup, it will be interesting to see how many divorces the podcasting community <laughs> have created. <laughs> Right, well, that's a cheer. Okay. Yeah. Uh, highlight of the show, I, I think I'm, I'm going to say this now and probably regret it, but it's, it was seeing the 350-1000. Yeah, that was uh, very, very good to see that display the guys put on the screen. Have we got that in 4K? Yes. That's yeah. it. That's all I'm going to say on the matter. Save so I'm going to yeah. I'm, I'm hand it over to uh, Armando. Uh, I'll go ahead and echo the sentiment, too, about the best part about this whole week has been meeting up with everybody and 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 uh, like Al said, you know, last night was uh, awesome. Just hanging out with everybody outside of airplanes. Um, if I had to pick an aviation highlight, I'm an analog being in a digital world. So actually, the the Breitling wing walkers um, for me, it's it's nice to see something that you know began in the early stages of aviation and. Uh, those those young ladies that are out there uh, walking the wing of a biplane are doing some you know everything in aviation is a little bit dangerous but uh, it's a silly job <clears throat> yeah right it's a silly job. not 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 I said to fly so um, I, that was a uh, kind of cool to see that you know something that's been going on for probably a hundred years still I, I can't imagine there's very many wing walking acts left in the world so that's and it for me as a treat Matt as a treat we have got together as a group. And uh, we have brought you a ticket to go on and do some wing walking with the yeah, Brighton well, team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I just ask you, what aircraft are they using for the, the wing walkers? So those are Boeing Stearmans. Yeah, that's why I noticed when yeah. Vince fell off one of them. Yeah, 
I'm sorry. Those Boeing Stearmans are from 1941, and they're still flying pretty good. So. Yeah. <laughs> it was concerning yesterday, though, when you saw a black object yeah. with four limbs fall out the side. However, we did think that was one uh, of the uniforms. One of the suits, yeah. <laughs> And I, we, uh, so Captain Nick actually got a, a close-up picture, and it was indeed a, an article of clothing Robbie's that fell off yeah. of it. Wow. But we'll leave it there. <laughs> Barbara? Barbara. Should I take, just take my... I, I just want to start with the Brightling girls. Um, but I think one of them was interviewed. I heard an interview with um, Wing Walker, and she said that she really loved her job, but she was scared of flying. Would you believe it? <laughs> she was scared of flying. She wouldn't fly in an airliner, but she would do that. She would wing walk, so that's incredible. I would love to do that one day. Um, so, yes, I've really enjoyed the Farnborough show. Again, it's been great to meet up with people. And, and to see Dana in the flesh, wow. brilliant, and Steph, <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Captain uh, Jeff. So, um, yeah, highlight, I think, was for me also the A350 1000. Fantastic. And also, I think DC6. Oh, that was lovely. Um, real nostalgia there. And the Harrier. And I always enjoy the um, 727 as well. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to add, uh, just wanted to go back to what Owen said, because uh, he got lost in the galley, apparently. Well, um, last year I went to Manchester Airport and I went to see the Concorde there, and we had a guide, and he was giving us all sorts of um, information about it. And he said to me, We have a cabin crew that come on, and they're fascinated, they want to come on and see Concorde. And he said that the male cabin crew are fascinated by the galley. They just can't stop opening the drawers, <laughs> opening the ovens. And he said, but when the female cabin crew come on, they are fascinated by the toilets. Ooh. So I actually believe him now. <laughs> the washrooms and the yeah. toilets. What do you think, Graham? Uh, the people are definitely the highlight. It's great to see everyone again. Um, as for flying displays, just the different things, the Harrier, the 350, uh, flying Bulls was definitely a good display with all the shiny polished metal aircraft over from Austria is really nice so just the different ones that we don't often get at the air shows in the UK yeah it's great isn't it so, and finally just on this side just over to uh, Masha what do you think uh, well obvious meeting all the people again and meeting all the new uh, faces as well uh, at the show and later at the, at the bar as well as for uh, the air show, it's actually not a flying display. What I what impressed me the most is one of the static ones, and it's a military one, which is not normally my thing. But I was really impressed by, and I hope I say the right thing, C-17, mm, yeah. the Globemaster, the really, really, really big one. Yeah. <laughs> Just to see it up close, how absolutely humongous <laughs> that airplane is, is incredibly impressive. So that was my uh, my highlight of this year. Yeah, excellent. Well, thanks for coming. Really really I just one. want yeah. <laughs> We haven't mentioned Captain no, Rickbell. Why, why should we mention Captain Rickbell? <laughs> <laughs> it was a shot when he, when he suddenly appeared. Yes, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. And uh, so, Steph, what do you think? Oh, yes, I have a microphone over here. Don't need that one. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, like everyone else said, I'm not going to that to death but people obviously thanks everyone for their hospitality over here it's always a pleasure to come over and be so warmly welcomed and um yeah you all know what you've done to to make me feel at home here and thank you very much for for that as always um in terms of flying displays i was actually very impressed by the i really enjoyed watching the dc6 fly it was you know something i don't get to see very often and very graceful and elegant and i enjoyed that a lot so, and uh, thanks again to Pip for being persistent in his uh, pursuit of getting us to chat with some of the BizJet folks because oh, yeah, the, yeah. the desktop were not, guys were, yeah. were very nice and that was a, definitely a highlight of the day mm. yesterday. So. Yeah, so uh, I don't know if I can uh, say much more, but uh, they definitely, the people... Uh, well, you can, just because be the 350s not be mentioned for at least three people. <laughs> <laughs> 
the uh, the FIFA really made the show um, uh, just a, a wonderful experience once again, and uh, yeah, so grateful to have all of uh, you guys, all of the people uh, listening, uh, watching as friends. Uh, so that's that's a that's been my highlight. And then in terms of the flying. Um, I can't believe I'm saying this, but the helicopter really impressed me the most. The Red Bull yeah. uh, oh, helicopter, yeah, 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 yeah. it was doing gymnastics in the air. It yeah. was quite, uh, quite horrifying and <laughs> magical and very, very weird to see a helicopter doing. But, I, uh, I enjoyed the uh, announcer. He seemed to have one word in his vocabulary describing the entire... Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, they were just noises, really, weren't they? they were crikey! <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was my uh, favourite flying display. Thank you. You stole my one. I was going to say the helicopter. <laughs> the first swine. The swine. Um, well, not quite so much the, the air show itself, but um, as you know, I get to often meet celebs and kings and queens and titans of industry. But the other day, I got an opportunity to fly with a top A-list genuine celebrity. I got to fly with. The good doctor over here. And uh, we had a rather nice flight. In fact, Steph did most of the flying. Um, but we were lucky enough to do a, an overhead pass here at Farnborough. Yeah, so we got an aerial bird's eye view down onto the uh, to the runway. So a uh, huge thanks to the guys just over there in air traffic control in the tower for letting us do that. It was a, a unique perspective and a lot of fun. And thank you again for that. Oh, no, it's my pleasure. Yeah. Oh, and of course, meeting all these people was nice as well. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're going to wrap up the show then, um, but I was going to say, I think out of everyone here, you've got one of the best um, uh, artifacts from this uh, show hanging around your neck, Graham. It's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's a definite memento, isn't it? Yeah, it's a definite yeah, memento. Yeah. He actually managed to collect up the Wing Walkers panties or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, so we are... Family show. Family yeah. show. Family yeah. show. Carol. <laughs> So that is where we bring episode number 226, the Farnborough Live Special 2018, to a close. So we're going to say a big thanks to everyone who's joined us in the live chat room this morning. Uh, I know Captain Nick's listening. He's uh, busy editing the two and a half million photos he took yesterday. Um, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> but thanks for everyone uh, for joining us in the live chat room this morning and watching the show. So we're going to say goodbye, everyone. So if you all want to uh, shout and holler and uh, say goodbye. So that is it from Farnborough 2018. Take care, everyone. Have a great rest of the weekend. And uh, don't forget to look out for next week's show. So from here at Farnborough, it's goodbye. Bye. Bye.